Blind your eyes Steal your tongue You'll take it when you're over Welcome back to the Barely Watchables podcast. I am your host as always, Gene Siskel III. And this week, we watched a movie that was both short in stature and in feature length. <laughs> we watched The Terror of Tiny Town. And before we take our ceremonial shot, and before I ask each of you your one word of this movie, I have a question for Marty. Do you hate me? <laughs> Why would you say that? So this is now the second consecutive movie that you've recommended, the first being Suburban Sasquatch, and now this movie, where after I've finished watching the movie, I've regretted the last like hour, hour and a half. I wish like it most movies I don't wish I had time back. The last two movies you've requested, I've wished I've gotten that time back. Would you say this was barely watchable? I think this is unwatchable, but we'll get into it. I think this is the most boring movie ever made that features all midgets. <laughs> but before we get into it, let's take our ceremonial shot. Prost. Okay, who wants to go first with the one word? Um, since you're already picking on me, I will go... My word is disappointed. And not in the movie... I'm disappointed because when I first heard of this, this is the first time I saw it, by the way, I've heard of it forever. So I heard about this midget movie and how they're exploited and blah, blah, blah. There was no exploitation at all in this movie. I was hoping for some good exploitation, some good midget fun, and there was none. I'm disappointed. Well, you love my my uh, one word then, because my one word is midgets. That's the only thing, it's only the only purpose of the movie. I just want to mention like this Jed Buell, who's the guy who kind of produced Correct. the movie, right? Did you see like right away in the first two minutes? Yes. Like, the Jed, Jed Buell midgets, midgets, like he owns them. Like he's like the slave owner of these midgets, right? I think <laughs> so you that's... said no exploitation. I mean, right away it's like Jed well, Buell's midgets. That way, but I'm saying the movie itself. Yeah. You know. No. Oh, I they guess didn't make fun of them in the movie because it was like natural, right? Before we go on, I know it's not politically correct to say midgets, but since in the movie says all midget movie, Jed Buell's midgets, they said midgets all through all things, so I think I'm going to use the word midgets. I'm not so. politically correct that way, and I feel like midget is a nicer word than little person. because person. That's, like a, that's like like telling you an adjective of a person. <laughs> like you, you might as well say you're an ugly person or something. Right? Or you're a little, look at Joe Bush. Midget, midget, yeah. Little penis. Little penis Joe Bush. We call, midget, right. we call midget pickles still pickle, midget pickles. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what's the difference here? We're not saying little pickles. We say midget pickles. So I'm sorry. That's what, I'm still going to use the word midget no matter what. But... I thought this was actually a really good idea. You know, this Jed Buell has this idea, and I guess this came from, I don't know if you had heard the background of this, but like a stagehand from one of the other movies. Yeah, I heard this. You know, it was like, the movie industry is getting so bad, pretty soon we're going to have to hire midgets as actors. And Jed Buell's like, light goes off. <laughs> yeah, light <laughs> yeah, all midgets, you know? And yeah. so it goes on and gets all these midgets. And I think it's such a great idea that like, you know, all midget Western, like they should do an all midget 
Rocky, an all midget Avengers, Goonies, an all midget Avengers, an all midget Star Wars. That well, would I was, be sweet. I was gonna save this for instead of like prequel, sequel, remake. What type of all midget movie would you like to see? Because I have one off the top of my head. You, you said yours. Yeah. For me personally, I would love to see an all midget rom com. <laughs> there is one. What's the one? Oh, it's not all midget, but it's the one with Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's the only midget, though, yeah. yeah. No, I want to see all midgets, uh, including a midget sex scene. I think that would be groundbreaking in the film industry because they, people don't know how hard it is for – I'm going to say little people. You, I'll be the one that says little people. Okay, you can be, you can be politically correct. The only person who doesn't use his real name is the one who's politically correct down here. <laughs> so little people have trouble having sex because they can't reach their genitals. <laughs> That's why they're all horned up. They also, it's really hard for them to straddle because their hip bones are all messed up. They have disfigured joints. So I would just love a 90-minute film deep diving into the, well, the difficulty. Sean could borrow you a couple. I'm sure he has a couple at home. You said rom-com? Yes. Well, right. What movie? Um, I mean, of all the ones I thought, I, I really would think when Rocky would be the funniest. Like having Rocky, having little little Apollo Creed, little and Rocky, they, and they have really huge gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Top Gun. <laughs> just for the volleyball scene. <laughs> would they be using mini, 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 mini planes though? Like they wouldn't yeah. be using that. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like those little model planes that guys remote control from the parking lot. <laughs> no, I just want to see the volleyball scene. So. So I'm going to try and bring this back. No, just explain the plot of this movie because I found it highly confusing. Or even I didn't, I couldn't figure out what the plot of this movie what? was. It's a, Romeo and, Ju- it's a Romeo and Juliet yeah. movie. That's all it is. Well, I don't. I wouldn't even say that's One necessarily true because the female heroine isn't introduced till halfway through this film. Correct. That's true. But so I'm gonna try and explain the plot. All right. A villain, Bat Haynes, who's just I guess an outlaw pits two rival rancher families against each other for reasons unknown. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I, have my, I have my reasons later. We'll talk about it, that later. It never does say the bad guy, uh, Bad Haynes, exactly what he does, I mean, why he he's to, doing Why he take over these ranches. It. But why? Because he wants all the money in ranches. He, he wants them to fight and kill each other. He's going to take over these ranches. You so think they're both going to kill like, each other? And then, that, that was his whole purpose. And then like, like, the town just says, you're bad hands. Take well, all he's, these he's already kind of getting in on both places. You know, He was trying to like get, get his in, and he's already stealing half the cattle. He never was really in with the Larson group. He was, kind of, he was always antagonizing them, whereas... He kind of was trying to get in with the Preston yeah, group. Yeah. Just because he wants to sleep with his niece. <laughs> and so Everybody does. does. And so does, and so does his un- her uncle. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later, too. So, <laughs> and then we get freaked up in that uncle's face. <laughs> God, he had that shriveled. little shriveled up old. He's only that looked shriveled was, up and old. Everyone else looks like they're like four years old, and he's yeah. like looks he, like he's yeah. seventy. You His know? face was fucked up. <laughs> so, this movie starts out like any other old black and white film with a ten minute opening credit sequence, <laughs> including an introduction of the main characters. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad yeah, that awesome. we finally figured it out and put the put the um the the stuff at the end, the uh, names and characters and. Of movies, right? The credits, right? Back in the day, they put the credits in early. The yeah. What a waste of like five minutes of a person's <laughs> time! Like no one stays for the credits. No one cares about that. They make you. They force feed you the credits before you even get. Well, I think movie. in nineteen thirty eight, they saw the credits. He's like, oh, Billy so and so is in this movie. Fuck that! I'm out of here. Just out <laughs> here. I'll see it then. Well, like, oh, that's that my guy. brother. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
this movie then after I guess not only, I guess it starts out with opening credits, but it actually truly starts out with a show tune. <laughs> well, it, it starts <laughs> off before that. Even the show tune, they have to have at least one regular sized person to show everybody how small these midgets are. So he comes out and like <laughs> introduces like this is going to be a great movie about midgets. <laughs> It's pretty much what it was like. It was like an but introduction to a midget movie. Eric just, or uh, Siskel, Gene, uh, in 1938, these westerns, if you, other than like the midget small person part about this movie, actually that's how every western was. What you saw on this screen. Was it really? Yeah. It was like somebody bad acting. Somebody, it was a yeah. uh, um, good guy, bad guy, villain, uh, and always had singing. Uh, and westerns always had singing. If you ever go back to a western, Jed Buell also did a a, a, a black western called uh, something about Harlem, Harlem, Harlem uh, to Harlem and Western or something. Oh, like 1938, like yeah, that old. It's a, like, or before this one. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all black. He was like he's like a pioneer. So he, he was a pioneer. <laughs> he was he had an all black yeah, cast like doing a, a western, and then he said, "Oh, wait, what the hell? Let's go for midgets." And then should, <laughs> lesbians. Let's see why. <laughs> Lesbian western. I'm glad you told me that there were singing in old westerns oh, yes. because I was going to say this is the least manly Gene old west town of all time because all they do is just sing and dance. Gene Autry was known as the uh, singing cowboy. I mean, look at Blazing yeah. Saddles. They had those numbers. It's that's, that was that was part of the. Sticking, but you're right. It does start off. The true movie starts off with, and I didn't realize it was a musical. But then, all <laughs> yeah, me either. That's, another, that's why I had disappointed also. <laughs> but it starts right off, and they're all singing a song up in front of the blacksmiths. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Happy. Laugh your troubles away. Laugh your troubles away. Ha this, ha ha. Laugh this your song. Troubles away. Ha 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 ha. Laugh your troubles away. Laugh Your Troubles Away was was in my nightmares for three consecutive <laughs> nights. It reminded <laughs> it reminded me of Tevya's dream and Fiddler on the Roof where it wasn't supposed to be scary. Yet it it's was. like the movie E.T. You know, some things aren't supposed to scare you, but they they make you sleep with the lights on. Yeah, and that was the song. Picture your dreams like all these little midget heads coming up laughing like that. Well, I mean, like, I don't know where – this movie just goes all over the place before they introduce Nancy. Like, there's so many nonsense scenes in this movie, like the chef chasing the duck for five Otto's minutes. Best. Otto's oh, wait, wait. Let's, let's – yeah. Are we, we, we going to go through it or are we just going to go and just jump into things? Do you want to go all over the let's place? Go let's go through it. Let's kind of go through it a little bit. But so what they, happens in between Laugh Your Troubles Away and Otto chasing a duck? Because I can't remember. <laughs> so what happens is um, the bad guy, uh, Bat Haynes, him and his – Pals are at the bar. No, no, no. They're out shooting a cattle. Oh, they're out the cattle. They steal the cattle and they they're because trying to it, set up the, the dad is like, hey, to buck somebody, something's happening to all our calves. You know, we're missing our calves. So he goes out to check and and here he sees somebody like doing stuff. Which I know I can't recognize him. He's right there. But anyways, they take off, but they leave that branding iron yeah. of the press. And that's Buck Lawson, the good guy. Of course, he's got the white. The right, white the hat, horse. the good guy, and but, he comes in and he grabs it and brings it to so his dad. So he pop. brings it to his dad, and his dad's like, oh, it's the Prestons, you know, them cocksuckers. They've been fucking with us for years. So this is that feud, that 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 feud that they have right. in the Romeo and Juliet kind of stuff where it's the Lawsons versus the Prestons. I, I just realized then, his last name's Lawson, son of law. Yeah. It's oh, okay. symbolism. I symbolism. thought it was Larson because I can't yeah. understand anything that these midgets say with their <laughs> with their southern accent. Yeah, to people out there, I would definitely close caption, close caption because <laughs> the sound is horrible. But I mean, right away you see, you know, I think it's pretty close. I mean, 
pretty fast once they do that it's the first bar scene and they have the girl singing first of all we'll talk about that in a second but can i just talk about the town in general yes so who built these this town giants because like if this is a town it's called tiny town and it's a town of midgets why is everything regular man size now, did these, real quick, did these midgets come in and take over a regular people town? And if so, that's the movie I want to watch. Like, that movie would have been dope. How they took over that town? Like, the midgets taking out these adult-sized people. <laughs> Funny you said that, because the first thing that came to my mind is, like, like the swinging doors for the bar, the saloon. They all walked under them. I'm like, Except why does somebody have a screwdriver, lower the hinges, and go through? Why do you have to go under these damn things? Except the bad guys, because the bad guys, because, you know, when you go, when you come into a, uh, you had to, so he, even though it was above his head, <laughs> Like this, <laughs> he put up his head and he pushed the doors open. You know, as he walked in, because that's that's the cool thing to do. If you're I think, a bad guy. Joel, to your point, I think it was the the town was art like this western town was built, and <laughs> they're just like, fuck it, just leave it because let's just put up a couple stoops. And I actually heard, I actually guys. heard what it was. Is they had a scene, they had they had uh, whatever studio was playing this. They actually had it from another movie. Just said there, and they're yeah. like, they they're like, let's gather the midgets. That makes sense. here, you know. It would you're right. It would have been so much better to have like a small everything like small like yeah. That would be pretty. I'd cool. like to believe though that these little people overrun a Over- normal town because these midgets <laughs> have great shots. They don't miss. Oh my, Ben Haynes. <laughs> ben Haynes from that state when he hit those two guys in the stagecoach. From I mean, he had to be at least 150, 200 with the, with the with the with the shotgun with, number, yeah. with a handgun. Wild Bill Hickok better <laughs> sleep with one eye open because Ben uh, Haynes is I, trigger fingers. I totally disagree. I watched it. Their guns were like they couldn't even sit in their hands. They're like. Shh, shh. There are like bullets and, sh- and smoke flying every way, but yes, they were hitting a target, but I guarantee you they were and they killed people who on the set. Hit dies like instantly. Yes. It doesn't matter where you get hit, you die. Well, I can't imagine midgets have a lot of blood, so I feel like once, you, <laughs> once they lose just, just a little Shot bit, they're dead. Go ahead, real quick. You, know, you were talking about the ranchers before, right? The two ranchers, and you're like, oh, you know, what's the mo- meaning of the movie and stuff, but. These are rich ass ranchers. These guys are pretty much pretty much running the whole town, these two ranches. So in a way, Bat Haynes might be the the protagonist in this movie and the fact that he's like he definitely he's definitely a democrat he's like coming in and like i want your land you're i don't care what money you're making i'm coming in and i'm gonna take over and i'm gonna make you guys fight against each other hopefully you guys both destroy yourself and i'll take everything i didn't get that impression at all Ben Haynes just has that classic old movie villain where he just causes trouble for no reason he's just he's like a joke like an old-timey joker where he just like he just wants to watch the even, world burn even his own his own crew like you'll walk into a uh sit and he's like pushes one of his guys he's like fucking pushes him off to the side every Everyone's time he walks into something the sheriff's afraid. why is the sheriff even afraid of him I the only liberal thing Ben Haynes does is buy the entire bar around at the end of the <laughs> we'll talk about that too that's the whole other thing but real quick then, when they walk in the bar there's that that midget chick singing yeah, that song. Yeah, she sings that song. And the song is like, she's going to make love to everybody in the bar. I'm going to make love, love to, to you. you. Yeah, that is a great brothel song. Sung by an eight-year-old. Yeah. I yeah. was totally uncomfortable with that whole song. <laughs> because and I, Uncle, Uncle Pat's bartending wait, at hold, this bar. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I guarantee you, they dubbed in uh, kids' voice. That's not how midgets sing. That's... Nah, I have a whole thing on here about how midgets sing. And, um, well, wait, hold on. So, it was like an eight-year-old girl singing, or seven-year-old girl, and she's singing, "I'm going to make love to you, and what I'm going to, I'm going to destroy you in bed." Basically, I think that was midget saying. was eight years old. So, no, it was. You, I don't know. But so, anyways, it made I, me uncomfortable. That scene made me uncomfortable. You mentioned midgets. Singing. Even though it was a good song, by the way. 
midgets singing sound, and this is it, this is not just this. This is the same way they sang when they were in Wizard of Oz and any other movie I've ever heard of midgets sing. It sounds like half grasshopper, half little child, and auto tune. <laughs> no, it's, it's like all mixed. It's like this. Right. So they 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 did something to their voices. Cause... Well, my son is my son watched it with me, and he said that he thinks that it's just that's that that was the sound quality. I'm like, no, midgets have a different sound. You know, <laughs> he said sound, the sound quality in the 30s were just not good. I'm like, no, that's not what it was. <laughs> it was something different. <laughs> but Uncle Pat was bartending. You saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Little Uncle Pat. Was I bartending. love the chops, the side chops on that dude. The was bartender was hammered this entire movie. <laughs> I loved it. He sucked that beer down. He sucked that whole beer. Since, I know this is a little out of out of, out of uh, row here, but I had I had this I had these notes here about the bar because I think it's really important. The bar. There was a couple things that I learned about the bar here in Tiny Town. One, the bartender is drinking all the profits. You just mentioned he's always hammered. <laughs> Two. If your beer keg runs out early, it's probably a midget inside there, okay? And number three, townies will do anything for a free beer, right? All three of those things. I mean, this bar is, this is the bar to be at right now, right. man. Every place in this town is, po- this town is overpopulated with midgets. <laughs> the parlor, there's too many people in the parlor. There's too many people in the saloon. Everywhere you go. Can we go. go to the parlor real quick? Can we go to the parlor real quick? That's, to me, like, one of the best scenes of the movie. Oh, when a guy go get that it's shave? So quick, it's so yeah. quick, but it's so great because, like... <laughs> I know so, what you're going to bring up. So the first thing here... That singing little you bring, The first thing there, these, these four or five, the barber quartet here, I don't know it was four or five guys singing, and... They were so depressed. Like, every guy in there looks like they're about to kill themselves. You know, like, they're just depressed to the all hell, singing this really depressing song. And Mr. Preston's getting his face shaved, even though he's completely shaven already, which I don't understand completely. Maybe he's getting his... For his niece. You're like, I gotta, I gotta look really good for my niece. <laughs> Trust me, you ain't gonna look good. You're fucking ugly, dude. Which I didn't get at all. Um, but then, all of a sudden, do you guys see the flash to the penguin? Mm. Yes. So my theory is, here's my theory. These guys were all from the North Pole originally. They were elves. They actually moved to Tiny Town and brought this penguin with them. (laughs) It does beg the question, why is there a penguin in in North Dakota, wherever Tiny Town is? (laughs) I don't get that either. (laughs) My elf theory, I think, sticks. I'm just letting you know. Well, Papa Larson enters the parlor to insult Tex and to insult him alone. And then just leaves without resolving any of the issues. If he stays and says, hey, stop stealing my cattle. And then Tex says, I'm not stealing your cattle. They'll realize that something is afoot and that this movie then is over. We also learn right away from Pop Larson Larson, that Mr. Preston smells like a polecat. (laughs) (laughs) You did have a good line. Seems to me that I smell something that should be buried. Smells mighty like a (laughs) polecat. Dude, that was a pretty good line. And that's not my favorite line, so I, 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 I used it now because I'm going to have another one that's better later. Well, Tex really doesn't have anybody around him. He's got his niece that's coming. He, he really has. He has, like, hired men. He has bad... He has one son that... Does he? Yeah, because the son comes in once and he goes... Uh, and a chef. And he goes, uh, uh, hey, dad, you know, or something. So I, that's why I was like, oh, must be his son. No, I just, what do you think oh. about Fritz the Duck? <laughs> I don't a, think he got enough play. Stuck. I mean, Fritz the Duck. There was a whole scene. That whole backwards walking, like a whole Charlie love. Chaplin scene of yes. uh, of of 
of the ducky, auto, ducky, 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 ducky. We mentioned we had, we had Uncle like, Pat as uh, the bartender. We have Otto, who is the rest in peace. Was Otto German? Uncle Peter. Or was Otis. he Swedish? I don't know what he was, but he, he was a horrible weird... chef. I'll tell you that. <laughs> First of all, he couldn't catch a duck. But number two, he would throw his, his hat, hat into the stew. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple other things that, that he was like the worst chef there. Oh, yeah. He, uh, um, he also... Uh, Oh, he climbed in the burning stove. Yeah. <laughs> he climbed in a little, little eating stove, too. I mean, this guy was the, the worst chef in the world. Is it just me, or does Joe Pesci model his mannerisms in Home Alone after the chef? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just constantly <laughs> screaming <laughs> and yelling because something, like, inanimate object hit him in the head. I just love how he's like, Owsy! And a duck bit him in the butt. They needed some comic relief because there wasn't enough with the whole cast of midgets. So they thought maybe we have to have a real crazy chef. I in wish there would have been more. Should have been like fucking 15 of those chefs. How many of these midgets did you recognize from Wizard of Oz? I recognized at least seven from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there was a bunch. I just assumed the entire cast. Chef Otto. The Otto was a man. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just assumed the entire cast were munchkins. Yeah, what were the female uh, all them were. Which was uh, a year later, two years? I mean, how long was it? Was, when was one year after. Years. It was a couple years. One year after. Yeah. Guaranteed, he's the one who started. There was a myth out there that this, that Wizard of Oz was first and that they just kept these midgets on because there was a, a, a Western set right next door that they just put them on the set. But that's not true. It was, it was before. before. And so in the reality, probably, is one of the other guys would probably already had the idea for Wizard of Oz, and they saw these midgets here. Like, late, hey, perfect. Those late 30s were great years for midgets then, right? Oh because circuses were going like, crazy. What was Freaks come out? That was right around that time, too. 40s? Damn. Yeah. It's a good time to be a midget. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they're, having a, they're having another uh, run right now, I think, too. <laughs> Peter <laughs> <So>, Dinklage. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a lot of, like, you know, like... No the problem is Peter Dinklage is stealing all their <laughs> roles. <laughs> all right, so let's let's get let's get going here. Now, what probably came up next from all that stuff was the stagecoach. Yes, you know robbery. That's where he meets. That's where he meets uh, Nancy. Who no, happens. no, Nita. Ne- no, no, Nancy. Nancy. Nita's Nancy. the, uh, the core. Oh, Nita's my yeah. Bar. That's what I love. <laughs> I love Nita the whore. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> but but the thing is, like again, you said he was a great shot. He shot both of those guys from the stagecoach from far range, and and thank goodness Buck stops the the running stagecoach yes. and saves the day. I thought it was hilarious when Buck makes that rich dude go go with the stiffs in the back of the stagecoach. He goes, "Yeah, hey, Nancy, I think you want to run up. You, you want to come sit here with me." me. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was awesome. Come here, sit next to me. <laughs> he was already peeing on her. It was great. He, um, in that stagecoach scene which i noticed um uh, what i wrote down here was buck was the only midget that actually looked comfortable on a horse like <laughs> riding the other ones looked like they, you could see like falling off all the time or and these like, are those little and they didn't go fast motion but pony it's not yeah, a horse ponies. or the shetland ponies but shetland ponies. but if you watch i mean buck actually he like hops off the horse he like he looks like he's a natural with a horse the other ones look like you know that they fell a million times they didn't like film it yeah and then the, the <laughs> bat and his and his gang, then they go back to their hideout, and this is kind of an important scene for the movie because they go back to the hideout and they end up. Uh, first of all, I thought one thing was funny was like, <laughs> "We'll just send baby face after him." Baby face. <laughs> and I'm like, they all got fucking baby faces. <laughs> <laughs> Who's baby face? I don't know why, but I wrote baby face. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it down. I was out, and that bothered me. But the real reason why I said that this is like an important scene is that they introduced the dynamite. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this is a perfect the point. This is a There's perfect a movie for kids where it's like, Bad even said, Stop smoking in here. You it's know, we got dynamite. dynamite in here. Yeah. You know, foreshadowing what's going to happen <laughs> later in the movie. And then comes the saloon with my favorite character <laughs> Nita, the dance hall whore. <laughs> is that what comes up next? I think I, I think know. you're, you're we get the love story. Ahead. Yeah, we get the love because, story because the love story is the most important. Yeah. We, we have to see that Buck, a, Buck can play the guitar. Hold on, no, I believe there's a scene where does um, it really matter here? Yes. Do you know why? It's going to come in with my quote. So I, the scene is it's when she first meets or she knows who Bat is and she's like Bat, you know. You're right. Yes. You're right. You're right. And I'm gonna. You know, I'll give you my quote by the way right away too. Right. So she comes in and she's like because. Bat, you know, he's just badass. He's treating her like shit. But she's like, she goes, um, let's see. She goes, will you be in town for a while? And Bat says, yes, I have a little job to do. <laughs> a little job to do. <laughs> I know it probably wasn't meant to be funny, but I actually was laying down. I busted out and it happened. <laughs> I was like, ah, little job. You're going to love my quote, my, my, my so, quote quote, because it has to do So anyways, that that's why I brought that up. Yes, you're right, though. There was two scenes, though, where she showed up. She showed up there. So anyways, like, Nancy goes and meets with her uncle, finally, who uncle is super creepy uncle. You know, like, he was, like, looking at her like he was, like, he wants to do her. It was so weird and stuff. And it, <laughs> I but, didn't notice that. It, oh, totally. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, it, it goes to all of a sudden to a scene where Nancy's like, yeah, I'm going out for lunch. Um, just pack up a half dozen sandwiches and boiled eggs and pickles. I'm like, and two kegs. That's some appetite for a little chick, you know? Yeah. Like that's like, what the hell is she eating, dude? That's crazy. Well, she's meeting up with Otto. Doesn't even question this toy. He asked what he asked once. Never again. <laughs> oh, you eat that? Okay. So then she goes out to a singing cowboy. Uh, did anyone notice that um, that Buck his shirt has paint on? Pockets in the pocket. There were real pockets. You could see they're painted on pockets on his shirt. It was great. But anyways, he they did that in the thirties. He plays that song. Some cowboys' uh, hearts are lonely. Um, I don't think it. The heart is the organ that uh, I was lonely for Buck. There <laughs> it was another organ that he was <laughs> interested in. Well, then Nancy sings the Jack and Jill song, which she claims is an original piece. But then. It's sung Five at the minutes later, it's sung at the saloon <laughs> by the eight-year-old and the rabbi. I was like, wait a second. I thought it, made, she just it made it pretty quick. <laughs> you noticed the rabbi, too? I was like, dude, there's Jewish folks in this thing. I got a Jewish bass player. That's awesome. <laughs> How did Jack and Jill get put on a jukebox at that saloon right away? <laughs> How crazy was that? That was unbelievable. But... I want to talk about Buck and Nancy's relationship for a little bit because I have just so many questions. I have two – well, two main questions. And one is Nancy is fickle. Like one <laughs> minute she's going to – she wants to marry Buck Larson and then the next she thinks that he killed her uncle and she's not going to hear – like she's not going to hear it otherwise. Well, the whole I, – I thought the one of the best lines was when Buck was like – I don't like weddings. <laughs> you know, and like, he must be a Nothing woman hater. He must be a woman hater. No, he loves all women. He wants to share his love with all women, not just one. He's just waiting for booty call. <laughs> and then small booty call. My second beef with the Buck and Nancy relationship. Oh, wait, wait, come on, real quick. During the song part, he goes, Why didn't you tell me you could sing? <laughs> you know, like, sorry, I was in shock from that double murder. We were just <laughs> 
That's usually the first thing I tell a woman when I go on a date with them is I cannot sing. And then before we go any further, <laughs> I can't sing. I'm awesome in bed, but I just cannot sing. <laughs> Why don't you tell me you can sing? You, this is your second time seeing her. The first time you had a, you were in a double murder. So they're on their first date, and Nancy says. Why won't you marry me? And Buck then replies, <laughs> I won't marry you until the feud ends. Which nowadays makes sense. But if you think about it, that's how every single royal family starts in like yep. pre-1900s. Every single famous family started with a feud and then like the two married and then they squashed the beef. I yeah, tip so my hat to right. Buck. I meant to say that because that feud will never fucking end. So he's like, hey, <laughs> don't marry but then. He, but then it but immediately then he ends. Right, he, right, he, right, he goes and ends the feud. Right? He, go, <laughs> he goes instantly. Yeah. Goes and, and, yes. and he not only does that, but he dares him four minutes. To, Give me four minutes. I dare you. Double dog dare you. I double dog dare you. Listen to me for four minutes. And what's what's about four minutes? Like you, you say, Give me a minute. You know? That's how long the fuse is. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote. This isn't a verbatim quote, but Buck says to Tex, let's squash this beef. And Tex is like, until your dad does, I will never squash the beef. And then Buck says, my dad will. And Tex says, okay. And they shake hands. That sounds good. <laughs> Let's go find this out. I might not be quoting that accurately, but I feel like. <laughs> a lot of beef in there. I was getting Where's the beef? But Bat, but Bat sees this kind of going on, and he just takes, 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 uh, takes Tex out. Immediately he gets bloodlust, yes. Kills, kills Tex and blames it on Buck, you know. Again, then the sheriff immediately believes Bat and starts shooting at Buck without proof. <laughs> this is where the movie kind of got... That sheriff. He's the worst, worst sheriff of any town possible. To me, this is where it turned from a boring movie to batshit insane. Yeah. This is where it kind of... But they, they needed to end the movie because they knew they only had an hour about a film. <laughs> and so they had to get moving. But Otto ends up... Uh, Getting fresh with Nancy before they end up going to the bar. If anyone noticed that, but yeah, you did too. They all try to take a shot at her. Yeah, everybody. Yes, her, Buck, her uncle, the uncle, even Otto tried to get like an arm. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Nancy. She wasn't that hot. I don't think at all. No, Nita, Nita was, was the hot one. Nita was like, yeah. Nita. Nita looked like a great twelve-year-old. And, and she mean, takes whatever. a good punch. <laughs> what do you think about that scene where Beat fucking knocks her out? He just. Yes, you know what? There was no expectation of midgets, but beating a, a woman, we can have that. No problem with that. Yeah. No problem with that. Well, they, it's funny thing is they, they flashed out. Like, they didn't show him. Right. You know, they didn't show they the actual punch. They just showed her on the ground. They just showed her on they the ground. They didn't show the actual afterwards. punch, but yeah. you know he nailed her good. She was like, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Buck Larson, during this time, he's talking with... Uh, Lawson. Larson. Or Lawson. 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 Get the right. damn name right. He goes, uh, someday I'll be the biggest man in this country. <laughs> and that's my favorite line of the movie. Oh, someday I'll be the biggest man in this country. And it's like, Almost. that's not saying much in this town. You just, they just took out the tallest dude, which was that Preston. He was the tallest guy in the, the country. So I think he is now probably the biggest one. <laughs> so he wasn't really talking that much. Yeah, I was surprised to see in this movie that there weren't, they did it. Like, this movie was truly all midgets. But I was just hoping that they would throw in like a ten year old that's like the same size just to keep you on your toes. Because actually, when you have dwarfs, they actually have 
regular sized kids. Correct. You know, and so it would have been a more realistic movie if they just had a bunch of kids. Yeah, there wasn't no kids in this movie, actually. You know, like, that were, well, actually, the barber looked like he was seven. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed that, but <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's point. hard to find twenty-year-old, twenty, thirty-year-old midget actors. So, so where are let's, let's you can get. We, let's, get uh, let's get to the sheriff. So they end up. They end up uh, the fight scene. They end up locking up Buck. And the yes. sheriff locks up Buck. They're gonna, and then all of a sudden he buys the round for the bar, and everyone's gonna create a, a mob to go Beak and hang, Beak to, go hang, to go hang Buck. Ends up getting the sheriff ends up getting shot just because he finally gets a moral conscience about all this crap and he gets shot. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. I have a quick question. Um, so you said Bat Haynes buys the bar around and then they all immediately will do whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he just like do that once and be like, "All right, gang, go kill everybody that's not you," and then we have this whole town to ourselves. I'll just keep buying rounds. Yes, I just think that one round probably gets a midget pretty drunk. Like, he could probably take advantage of these <laughs> folks. Do He'll do anything. <laughs> do anything you want. Like, the world. That's why he's so strong. If he that's the realized case, that early. That bartender's got one hell of a kidney, man. That dude sucked. Two, he sucked down two. two of I love how the the, the the pine glasses or whatever they were were bigger than their heads it did look you, fake you either i think i think he Those sucked regular, that whole yeah, yeah. that whole drug down it's like well i think they might kill him did you hear, about, he did you hear about some of those crazy stories during the wizard of oz films? yes i mean it those were like the biggest bashes or they did say there was orgies. well that was where that movie that's where uh what's under the rainbow was was taken off of the wizard of oz story it, it's like i mean they said it was not much off of of that movie but again it was taken from judy garland who was hammered 24-7. So. And she, that's why she got along so well with the midget. Poked out of her mind. Why do you think she wanted to go to Oz? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it ends up where Bat takes off to his, to his uh, hideout. Because he finds out that the sheriff right before he dies told her, tells everybody tells that him. Bat's the guy who did all this shit. So Bat takes off, and we have one of the best midget wrestling scenes in the movie here. That's where, again, I was disappointed. I wanted to see a ring, some like outfits. It's not really midget wrestling when they're like did too much punching. There wasn't not enough like wrestling, so I wanted to see more wrestling. And Buck pretty much kicked his ass. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, oh, Buck kicked his ass. But it, but during before this even started happening, Nita, the the town whore. I already have lit some dynamite, you know? Like, the li- dynamite was already lit before the fight even started. Oh, by, by the way, so she lights this dynamite. The world's while slowest fighting, lighting dynamite. And this dynamite fuse probably would last at about yeah, 15 minutes easily. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they showed that know, fuse, man. it was at the same size. It might have seemed like that, but the whole movie was an hour. So the 15, it probably was about a minute and a I half don't know. of the fighting was, there, I think. That was a long fuse. Um, but... Wasn't well, yeah. a short fuse, <laughs> but eventually, but eventually, Bat blows up like some salsa, and it's it's, it's all over because he ends up blowing up in the you know Buck escapes, Bat blows up, and that's the did Bat blow up? Blowing that's up is an bad. understatement. That that was a nuclear <laughs> bomb. <laughs> that was hell of dynamite. Well, it was a hundred thousand dollars back then. Was a lot of money. I mean, it's almost like a million. Yeah, how many millions of dollars would that be right now? A hundred thousand dollars in nineteen thirty to make that to, to make, make that this film. film. I mean. How, why did they need a hundred? Why did they need a hundred thousand dollars for that film? Um, you know they weren't paying these midgets; you, they were slaves. You said this this movie costs a hundred thousand dollars to make. Yeah, they, they got a hundred thousand dollars to make it, and they so made. And they made. You're telling me that yeah. Jed Buell probably made ninety thousand because there's no <laughs> way. Yeah. Because first of all, those midgets slash little people 
Probably made a grand, if that, each. Yeah, not even. I would not even a couple hundred bucks and each. I bet, the, like you said, the scene was already there. Yeah. So Jet drew a walkway with like $90,000 in his pocket. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> nice job, Jet. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take it back. There was a lot of exploitation going on. <laughs> End of movie, yeah, I, mean, I feel like, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's that's that was that. That was the end. I've got a couple things to say. Yeah, do we do we miss any uh, notes? Because I am all tapped out. I just have my quote, and that's all I got. Yeah, I, I used my quote earlier. I'm, I'm a little upset here. Well, while you go through your notes, I'm going to say my quote, and it's a Bat Haynes quote. At first, I'm going to say what Bat Haynes says, and then I'm going to think what, I, or I'm going to say what I think he said, because I had to do a triple take from what I heard. So Bat Haynes, saddle that cattle. Don't waltz with him. Now you want to try and guess what I thought I heard. <laughs> what did you hear on it? Instead of saddle that cattle, I thought he said settle that clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> settle that clitoris. Walk with her. Yeah, I could see that. Because <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what? Because at this point, this is the first viewing, and I'm kind of just, you know, in and out of the movie. I, I mean, my quote, I already said it, but it's someday I'll be the biggest man in this country. I think it sums up the, the whole tiny town. So my take is... Um, I wanted to see bigger people in this movie. And the reason why, when you have that, then you can exploit the little person more. (laughs) So you wanted, like, you wanted, like, you know how you, like, you raise a ball a little high up here? Come on, get it, get it, come on. You you wanted, like, The Rock in, like, 90 Midgets? So you agree with my my, my concept of having the movie of the tiny people taking over the town. Right. That's what I wanted to see, them kicking the shit out of regular-sized people. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I want to see Bad Haynes. Just the making of Tiny Town. That is the you Fast know, and the like, Furious 10, by the way. I want to see Bad Haynes making out with a, a large Nita whore saloon girl. <laughs> or beating her ass. Yeah. Like <laughs> but then it wouldn't be an all-midget film. True. But yeah, I mean, it would be a mostly midget film. I do need to check out this sell. For black, black I think that, I mean, movie that you talked about. You might have, you might have gotten some quotes down. and stuff, but like overall, I was kind of surprised that a lot of people thought this movie was bad because like you guys, even you guys came into it thinking the movie was bad. Like I thought overall, it was a stupid, silly little western. Like all the westerns were in the thirties, they were, 40s, yes, you know. Yeah, it wasn't bad though. I, I mean, I think the fact that midgets were in it made, made it ten times better than the other ones. I, I, that's why I put disappointed because it actually, to me, was it, was it was a decent movie. It was for 1938. That's what 1938 movies were, and they had singing, and the songs in this movie were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I actually liked a couple of them. I tried <laughs> to look for Spotify. I tried to look for the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of why I was disappointed because I was, I guess, I was looking for more comedy. I guess so. So, does anybody have any uh, last? Notes before we go to user reviews? No. All right, let's get them uh, Okay. Here's some of the user reviews. This is for H. Babcock 28. Oh. He just said, ah, midgets. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is from um, Iron Horse. Iron Horse says, Tariff Tiny Town is so bad, it's good. Still, I have a feeling this movie will be a little short. <laughs> Movie Meister One says, "I feel like I've been hit. I've been in a pillow fight where all the pillows were soaked in ether. <laughs> ether." <laughs> so, would you recommend 
watching this movie drunk, high, or sober? Um, I watched it drunk as hell, and I was laughing. I'll be honest with you. I watched it drunk, I and think, I, I laughed, and, you know, I watched it with the boys. I watched it with my sons, and they... I mean, I think Logan was bored out of his mind as yeah. the movie started. I would say drunk or high. Probably not sober. Quinn, Quinn was sober, so um, I think he he thought it was funny, but it was average. So I think you have to watch it drunk. I, I think um, drunk and high, maybe both, um, with closed caption. You have to have closed caption when you watch this movie. But um, it was 1938. That was the thing. I think if this was made in 1968, it might have been... Can you imagine if this was made by, better, like, but... the the um, Farley brothers or, like, someone... You know, some of these, these people nowadays, I mean, they could have took advantage of this kind of situation, for sure. So, yeah, this is the second movie I would not recommend seeing. But instead, I will recommend another all-midget movie. It's Werner Herzog's Even... Dorf's started small. I think I got that right. Even Dorf started small. It's actually an enjoyable film. All midgets. It's a comedy as well. So I I prefer that you'd see that. I like Herzog. Herzog. All Herzog's movies. Yeah. So I mean, I think they're all amazing. That plus all midgets. Yeah. I like I like that recommendation. So for next week, we're gonna watch Death Race 2000. I think is what the name of the (laughs) movie is. Some great stars in that movie. Stallone. A little Stallone. Sly Stallone. This is our first Car- Sly Stallone David movie. David Carradine. Little, little Sly Stallone. Before Rocky. And uh, it is on Tubi. So Tubi's a free app, guys. Feel free to jump on and, and watch it before we have our next week uh, pod. Anybody have anything else to say about the Terror of Tiny Town before we uh, sign off? I, I don't know, but this is like... This is only 41 minutes. This is a little short. <laughs> Shorter than we usually do it. Is that is that symbolic of this movie? I mean, this movie was also only 60 minutes as well. So it's, can't, you know, <laughs> not much to talk about in a movie that's 50 minutes, action, 10 minutes, credits. <laughs> um, so we're, after we get done here, we're going to work on putting up uh, either some kind of mailing list or a Twitter that people can recommend movies and, you know, talk to us and let us know how the shows went and I stuff. Just, I, should, I think we should set up a Facebook account. <clears throat> it's the easiest way. Everyone can go on Facebook and then just put something on there if they want it. And then we have it. So we'll, set, we'll, we'll let you know what it is next week with the Facebook account. Cause I know I have a couple of shout outs. I want to get, I have uh, we're going to call them the B dub club. Sounds kind of like that, right? Yeah. Barely watch with a B dub club. B dub club. These are gold, gold members, okay. which will donate. <clears throat> Oh, we should start a Patreon so they can <laughs> donate money to us, actually. Christy and Andy are in this. Nice. Daryl's in this. Thanks, Daryl. Joel P's in this. Joel P. Chad's in this. Chad. <laughs> Pat. That's it for the gold members. <laughs> um, my son Quinn's listened to two episodes. He's a, he's a bronze member right now. He might make may, might be able to make oh, his way up. Dave, Dave's up there too. So. <laughs> All right. So next week we'll have. Uh, that just you just listed our ten listeners that we have total. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Peace out, guys. Come on, sound guy. Peace out, and again, thank you for listening. It's been great. Drown your eyes. <laughs> Steal your tongue. Tell me when it's over.
Cause uh, that's some fun. Oh my, oh my, yes. Oh my, oh my, yeah. Da 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 da. Later.